Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Geek Town Radio. It's Dave, and this week I've got with me Amanda. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, we should sort of say that neither of us are feeling particularly well this week, so we'll try and keep the enthusiasm up. <laughs> but if it yeah, wanes a bit, first of all, I think that we should give a, a shout out to the people that have reviewed the podcast. I, I think we should. Yes, there's there've been a, a lot of of uh, reviews popped up on on iTunes. Um, so I think we're up to about seven now, yeah. which are, which and they're is, all really high reviews. Yeah, they're all really nice reviews. So um, I'm, they're very, very lovely, and I'm, I'm very happy that that people seem to be enjoying the show. So. Um, yeah, that's good. Thank you, thank you, everybody. If you if you are on iTunes, please go on and, and review us and, and rate us because it really helps um, get us noticed on on iTunes and on the searches and stuff. So uh, that's always really useful if you can do that. And it gives us a warm, tingly feeling. It does. Yes. <laughs> that's another incentive. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Uh, so, uh, what have you been up to this week? Um, all sorts of things, actually. Um... I'm still reeling over last night's Game of Thrones, which yes. was incredible. It was, it was epic. I, I, that's, I mean, I know that show's always kind of epic, but but last night's was particularly epic. Yeah, it went on to a whole another level of epic. <laughs> it was very strange. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but um, it's incredible. If you haven't watched it yet, you should. Yes, definitely. You really, really should. Yes, there's. I think. I think it, it. It doesn't particularly spoil it if you say that that Jon Snow was in a certain amount of of peril, and and you do kind of look at it and go, you can't, you can't kill Jon Snow. I was, I was very stressed. <laughs> you're last very, night. Yeah, it's very stressful watching that because you are kind of a bit worried. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that was frightening. Yes, but amazing. That, frightening but amazing, and and we found some interesting new things out as well, and, and some interesting new characters. Yes, yes, a few interesting new characters, uh, and uh, and Daenerys and Tyrion just like actually getting a full conversation and stuff together with was, was awesome yeah very exciting okay. I, I think those two are gonna work really well together yeah, yeah. I already like the dynamic 
a lot to what they've built up and I feel like that's only going to get better yeah I think you're probably right I I, uh, I really like those two together they are great characters so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing more of that definitely yeah me too um what else have you been doing um, this week? Well, we had a, one of our friends come over the weekend and um, I've always sort of dipped in and out of series one of Archer because everyone says that it's hilarious, but oh, I've, never yeah. tru- I've never truly gotten into it. And I, know, I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like this is a bit overrated. And he just said, just skip it. We'll just watch the second series and it's hilarious. <laughs> and now I'm fully into it. <laughs> yeah, that's a show. So that was really good. I've never quite, I've never quite watched, but mm, okay, I might go and do that because it's on Start Netflix, isn't two. it? So. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Start from season two. Okay, cool. Oh, I might <laughs> go and do that. There's, there's, it seems we're in, we're, we're, we're at the end of a TV season, so we're in a bit of a lull at the moment. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, looking around for things to do, and I've finished all of Person of Interest now, um, yeah. up to season three anyway. Um, oh, is it good? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's such a good show. Um, I've got Matt at the office into it as well now, so... <laughs> I really want to watch start watching it just purely because the actor who played Ben from Lost is in it. Yes, yeah. And he was incredible. Yeah, yeah, he he is brilliant, and it's it's so well written as as well. It's uh it's written by Jonathan Nolan. Um, JJ Abrahams is one of the producers. Say um, It's just fantastically <laughs> put together. It's a it's a sort of this this great idea of of a guy builds a machine, um, but uh, and the idea is it's to help stop terrorism but doesn't trust the government enough to allow it to be a completely open system. Uh, so all it throws out are uh, numbers which allow it to allow you to identify people, so things like social security numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this allows the government uh, to, to find and track down potential terrorist suspects, um, but it also ignores a lot of what they refer to as irrelevant numbers, so the small crimes and that sort of thing. So what the guy decides to do is he has a second feed set up so all the irrelevant numbers or what the you know the, the things that aren't um, sort of terrorism stuff get sent to him and him and uh, a partner um, played by Jim uh, Caval both um, go after um, the numbers that come up um, for the irrelevant numbers uh, and you're never entirely sure whether you're they're going after somebody that needs saving or somebody who's a perpetrator so you're never entirely sure which side of the fence they're on oh that's really interesting um, so it's it's, a, it's great because you you sort of kept guessing um for you know half the episode about like well, the, well are, are they a good guy are they a bad guy because they might seemingly be good but actually be bad and you know so you don't quite know yeah that, that's interesting I, I like characters it, and, and plots that are like that they yeah. always leave you guessing and questioning yeah it's, it's such a good show really really worth getting into um so yes, I've been I've been watching a lot of that this week. I've, <laughs> I've sort of binged watched the rest of that because it, um, as we mentioned before, it finished on um, uh, Channel Five uh, whilst uh, Big Brother's on and all the stuff over the summer. So it's coming back in the autumn on Channel Five. But the second half of season three is already on Netflix. So if you've got a Netflix account, you can get it directly off there. I'm not sure whether season four. I don't think season four is on in the UK yet. But it may be on the US Netflix. I'll have to go and have a look. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it, that that's definitely something worth watching. Oh yeah, I'll pop that on my list because I am looking for new shows now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I've, I've got to catch up on things like Once Upon a Time and that sort of thing, which have, I've kind of dropped by the wayside uh, at the moment. So it's quite easy to pick pick back up though. Once Upon a Time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. That. That's what I was thinking. And now it's back on Netflix. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. going to need to go back and watch that. Where it belongs. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be somewhere in the UK. I mean, Channel 5, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with them, with their acquisitions this year, because this is the first time they're doing acquisitions under the Viacom banner. So they've got more money to spend on things. And they should, in theory, be treating shows a bit better um then because they they went through and ditched a load of stuff but that was before the viacom deal went through i think partly to save money because they knew the viacom deal was coming um and that half of those shows have been picked back up and stuck on spike so (laughs) which they also had so yeah um so yeah it'd be uh it'd be interesting to see how what, what they pick up um this year um anything else you've been up to not particularly. Um, just binge watching lots of community. Um, <laughs> watching um, me and my boyfriend are having a bit of a a standoff with um, movies at the moment because he's not watched any of the Hunger Games films, and I've bought the box set of all uh, three, the current ones on Blu-ray. Yeah. He's also bought a box set of the Spaghetti Westerns on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we watch Hunger Games movie, we watch Spaghetti Western, and it's become a bit of a face-off. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Um, I, uh, I I was never even quite sure whether I'd, I'd like the Hunger Games movies, but uh, but I, I watched the first one. I actually quite got into them. I'm not really the target audience, I'm sure, but um, but yeah, no, I, I was uh, quite impressed. I really quite enjoyed them. So, um, so they're yeah, very good, and they're a lot more political than people would would yeah, believe. Oh yeah, yeah, very they're, much so. They're very political, um, and they're very interesting, and just because you know something's got a large teenage audience doesn't necessarily mean that it's like twilight for instance yeah and no, i think a lot of absolutely. people brush it off thinking that it's in the same sort of vein and it's not at all yeah and i mean the um as as we mentioned before as well the the um latest iteration mockingjay um was written by danny strong who apart from being quite well known as jonathan in buffy um <laughs> He also is is a, a, a has written a number of quite big political um, movies in the yeah. US as well, and writes Empire as well at the moment, Yay. which is awesome, amazing. <laughs> yeah, that I, I've I've definitely been getting into. I love that show. It's fantastically it's fantastically over the top, but uh, but wonderful. It is. It's absolute perfection. I love it. Yeah. So I'll be watching that. Um, other stuff I've been doing this week. Um, uh, earlier in the week, I went to the uh, Doctor Who Symphonic Spectacular. Um, wow! So that Sounds was amazing. that was very cool. Um, that's uh, been touring the whole of, of half term week in the UK. Um, I don't know whether it's on afterwards, but uh, it's definitely been touring the past week. That's um, uh, basically a, an orchestra. It's uh, the the National Orchestra of Wales, uh, Philharmonic Orchestra of Wales. Um, and they're playing all the music from the last sort of 10 years of, of Doctor Who. It's all the uh, Murray Gold stuff. Uh, and it's got a load of visuals, which are from Doctor Who episodes. Um, and it's presented by uh, Peter Davison, who was the fifth Doctor. Um, 
and they bring out all the monsters and they walk among the audience and there's a bit where the Daleks come out and take over the show <laughs> um, and, and sort of take over the band and you know threaten to exterminate the the uh, conductor if he doesn't play a particularly Dalek related uh, track you know so there's there's all this stuff going on it's, that that's really really good fun I've had great fun doing that so that sounds amazing so uh, definitely well worth going to see if you can get a chance to go and see that. Um, and the other thing which I did this weekend, which I'm not really allowed to talk about because I signed a bunch of things saying I wasn't supposed to talk about it. Uh, so uh, um, uh, it was it was down in London. Um, mm. I, I can I can tell you that <laughs> uh, um, it, it was a big event to see a movie um, and and some other stuff around it. Um, oh. Uh, I I, um, <laughs> I wondered I, what you were going to say when you said, um, "Oh, I did a thing that I can't really talk about. I signed a, I signed a contract, but I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. It's fine." Yeah, no, <laughs> I won't know. No, I I I'm I'm not allowed to talk about it. You have failed me for the last time what? at all. What? Was that a clue? <laughs> 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 I, oh. I, I can't really talk about it. You know, it's, it can't it's, talk um, about it. No, no, can't no, talk. Say, say no more. Say no more. I got a bad feeling about this. So you know, it, <laughs> I, I really, uh, you know, but uh, and and I certainly couldn't. I can't review it or tell you anything about what I thought about it. But um, it, it was, it was, um, yeah. So I went to that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, and and ha- well, no, I can't even tell you whether I had fun there or not. No, no, uh, no, let's move on. So, so we should probably move on. Here's some uh, TV and film news. <laughs> so, what's been going on in the world of TV and film? Um, right. Well, the first bit we've got um, is a little, little bit uh, kind of sad and unfortunate because um, Penny Johnson Gerald, who is the um, lady that plays uh, Captain Victoria Gate in Castle, who is the sort of captain of the police squad, um, seems to have lost her job. Uh, and uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to have been her sort of um, not wanting to come back. Um, they basically told her that they, there's been a few changes over at the show. They've got new showrunners, a guy called Alex Hawley and, and Terrence Paul Winter. They're, they're kind of retooling the show a bit this season because um, they've taken over. Um, and she announced on Twitter sort of a thing that said, to my Castle fans around the world, as, late of, uh, as of late yesterday, I'm surprised and saddened to learn that I no longer will be part of the Castle family. Thank you to, for all your support. Hugs from PJJ. Um yeah, so so that's sort of it's it's not that often you you hear these stories of, of actors who are perfectly happy to kind of stay and carry on and and uh, they're they're told actually we don't need you. Uh, it, yeah, that's very unusual. The fact that she she said the word surprised as well is proves that it was something that she wasn't expected. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like it wasn't really expected at all, uh, and. Um, uh, they, they've had a number of issues in that it was it, there was some a number of negotiations to get Nathan Fillion to come back, although uh, you know he signed quite happily eventually. Yeah. Uh, Stana Katik, who plays Beckett, who is the main female lead in the show, um, was much much tougher to get to sign, um, and she's actually only signed back on for one season, so it's entirely possible she might actually. 
only be there for this season and that might be it they might cancel the show they might carry on but put a new female lead in um or the the other possibility is one of the reasons that they've got rid of the captain is you could push um beckett into that role which means that she wouldn't bring up somebody else uh yeah which means that you could use beckett less um which me which would free her up to do other things potentially um if that's what she wanted yeah. so maybe that's what they're thinking i don't know um Oh, yeah, sounds like a bit of a shambles. Yes, bit of bit of a shame and a bit kind of all over the place. And you know, I, I'm kind of sorry to see see oh, her that's go. A really. shame. But um, yeah, so uh, talking of uh, sacked TV stars, uh, Top Gear. <laughs> uh, uh, Top Gear. There, there was a report out today saying Top Gear could report uh, could return, but with um, guest hosts in the same sort of format that they do after Al- um, Angus Deaton was um, fired off, have I got news for you? So yeah, they, you know, they and I suppose um, Simon Amstel too, if, never mind the Buzzcocks. Yeah, yeah, but very, very much so after Simon Amstel left, they did the same thing with that. Although I think they've gone for a permanent host again now, haven't they, I think. But, but I mean, that, that would be a great way of kind of auditioning people. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, bring them on, see how it, see what works and what doesn't, see who strikes a chord with the audience and who doesn't. Um, yeah, that 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 could definitely be a way of doing it. And then yeah. if they decide to go for a permanent host, then you know, um, after that, it, it's finding a team that works. I mean, that's the yeah, thing because it's the difference with those shows is it's one guy essentially. I mean, I know you've got team captains, but it's one particular guy controlling it yeah um whereas top gear's always really been the three of them i know clarkson was kind of out in front but but it, it, it's always been very much the three of them together um so so having a rotating group you're still potentially going to have maybe you have one rotating presenter and two permanent ones possibly i don't know yeah i think that would be the only way to give it some sort of anchor yeah i think if there was it was just always new people on the show you wouldn't necessarily form any attachments to anyone. No, it'd be a nightmare to do from a production point of view because you've got groups of people coming in um, completely fresh every week. Yeah, so, so <laughs> you've got to prep them every single week. Yeah, I mean, that that could be a lot of work. Um, so, I mean, what they're talking about at the moment is they're talking about trying to salvage the bits of pre-recorded stuff which has already been recorded for Series 22. Um, so that will probably be aired at some point and then rebooting it for next year mm. um so there may be there may be a christmas special this year that has all the bits that they didn't get to use previously <laughs> um so we'll see we'll see where they go with that but that that seems to be the current thing they're also talking about you know they're they're looking at men they're looking at women um so there's all sorts of possibilities um of people that could come up for that i know that uh dermot o'leary was the bookmaker's favorite um philip glenister as well i think he'd be brilliant uh would be brilliant Uh, i'm rooting for philip glenister and jody kidd yeah i i think that would be a really interesting um uh couple you know yeah to be doing the show um because both the car mad uh, yeah. <laughs> and those two maybe with a rot- rotating third presenter will be will be quite an interesting format to do. See, we should just run it. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like we've just solved the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about cars to be on it, but you know. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But we've just solved the presenter problem. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
We'll take over Top Gear. Geek yeah. Town does Top Gear. That was what we should that do. That would be brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> have little geek mobiles. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> um, Sky Atlantic have got a new show which they're partnered again with NBC and the um, Fortitude producer uh, 50 Fathoms. Um, it's a big budget plague drama. Uh, it's written by the guy that wrote the Intimidation game and got the director of uh, World War Z. Um, so yeah, they're, they're having had a lot of success with Fortitude. Um, they're now looking at uh, other things that they can uh, they can try and work on with the same guys, essentially ra- round about the same sort of idea. Um, it's a good team, isn't it? Yeah, just yeah, by yeah. that. Uh, so, uh, writer would be Graham Moore, director would be Mark Forrester. Um, uh, the, it follows an outbreak of a mystery disease after a woman exhibits strange symptoms and her family find themselves at the center of an epidemic with go- global consequences. Um, so there's a lot of this sort of, I mean, it's, it's zombie-esque, I guess, but <laughs> maybe without zombies, possibly, I don't know. Yeah, it will be interesting to see where they take it. Yeah. Um, and how they separate it from the sort of zombie mania that's yes that's been, been around recently place. yeah uh, yeah so not what? that I'm opposed to zombies no absolutely <laughs> how could you be opposed to no, zombies exactly <laughs> um, yeah no so I, I, I'm interested to see uh, what they do with that that's that's there's I think it's had a working title of Patient Zero um so we'll we'll see uh whether that sticks or whether they um they come up with something uh slightly more esoteric because that's a bit on the nose um yeah, <laughs> yeah that should be really good so that, that that's good and and uh, i really like fortitude i i thought um i thought it was an interesting and different show it didn't 100 percent work but you know there was enough in it to to make me want to see a second season so of which there is a second season of that coming as well so mm-hmm. uh and and from from one extreme to the other um the clangers are back yes i'm so excited <laughs> um the clangers uh for for those that don't know were are a um a little sort of um they, they were kind of mouse creatures weren't they yeah little pink mice little pink mice uh made out of wool uh live on a blue planet with holes uh, in it, which are topped with metal dustbin lids um, <laughs> that open with a clang, hence the clangers. Um, and they used to drink tea as well. They're very British. Yes, they were very. It's a very, very <laughs> British kind of animated thing. What I'm very happy about is is that it's it's all being done with stop motion. Um, it's got some of the original creators uh, involved, or the son of one of the original creators uh, involved as well. Um, That's always a good sign. So it, it's exactly the same sort of stop motion animation techniques, uh, but with you know, newer equipment and technology, and they've got a larger team involved. Um, the original, I'm assuming the original narrator has, has died because the original narrator was uh, Oliver Postgate uh, and Peter Fermin were the two guys that originated the show uh, and Oliver was the narrator. Um, and this version has been done by Peter Fermin and Dan Postgate, who's his, Oliver's son. Um, the narrator they've gone for, though, is a brilliant choice. It's Michael Palin. Yay! That's an amazing choice. <laughs> who is he's just got the perfect voice for doing something like the Clangers. Um, just he said that the great. experience was Zen-like as well, which I thought was quite <laughs> sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, I think I, it's just a perfect fit. 
Um, it's got all the old characters coming back, the Soup Dragon, the Iron Chicken, Sky Moose, Froglets, all that sort of stuff. Um, it starts on the 15th of June on CBBC at 5.30, although I suspect there may be quite a lot of adults setting their skyboxes to record that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Me being one of them. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and, and maybe some very high students. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, def- yeah definitely, uh, definitely worth uh, worth watching for a bit of nostalgia because it sounds like they've done it definitely the right way, uh, and that on top of Morph being announced that it's coming back, which they announced last week as well. So all the old shows, all the old shows, yes, that's brilliant. Um, and that's all we have for the news this week. Uh, next up, we've got an interview. <laughs> This week, we've got an interview, and it's it's actually not a composer this week. We've taken a break from interviewing some of the uh, TV composers. Um, this week is a guy called David Brevik, um, which, if you know your gaming history, you may recognise that name, because uh, he's currently the CEO of a company called Gazillion Studios, who make the Marvel Heroes MMO. Uh, but he's best known as the visionary behind the... Um, awesomely popular uh, Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 um, I know Chris was completely obsessed with those games so uh, <laughs> um, so uh, Marvel Heroes launched two years ago um, didn't get the best response in the world um, but they have been working hard to retool the game and improve it and make it better they relaunched it this year as, as Marvel Heroes 2015 and moved its Metacritic score from 58 up to 81 which yeah. is a fairly sizable leap yeah. um, so we talked to him a bit about uh, Marvel Heroes quite a lot about Marvel Heroes about sort of comic books and TV uh, and we also uh, talk a bit about Diablo as well uh, I think it was about 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, this interview. Um, so we'll see you afterwards. Bye. <laughs> Hi, David. It's very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm I'm very well, thank you. You're you're up near um, San Francisco-y kind of area, aren't you, I believe? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, about 20 minutes south of the city is where our uh, is where our, our the company headquarters are. Uh, I personally live in the city in San Francisco, but uh, <laughs> you're down here for uh, for work. Uh, commuting out of the city—that's that's a sensible idea in most cases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. It's against traffic, which is nice. So. Yes, yes, that's always good. I, I do it the other way, going into Birmingham in in the UK. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's lovely to talk to you today. Um. You're, you're the, do you want to explain a bit about who you are first for uh, for the people that are, will be listening to this? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, well, my name is David Brevik, and I'm the CEO currently of, uh, of Gazillion Entertainment. That's my current job. Yep. Uh, and I've been at Gazillion for about six years now, and we're making Marvel Heroes uh, 2015. It's a action role-playing game. Uh, but my history, I've been in the video games business since... 1991, uh, and, and, uh, but I'm most famous for making Diablo and Diablo 2. I was president of Blizzard North for about 10 years. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Um, so, um, let's talk a bit, bit about Marvel, uh, Heroes first. Um, as, as you said, it's, it's described on, um, 
on Wiki as as a free to play massive multiplayer online action role playing video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, many more uh, yeah, strange little adverbs can we put in there? <laughs> oh, uh, like every little acronym we could ever think of got jammed in that. So. <laughs> yeah, sort of F to P MMO ARPG, which <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so do you, do you want to explain a bit about about the, uh, the the game for people that might not get it from that? Yeah, I mean, it, 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 a much simpler way to look at it is uh, it's basically a free uh, Diablo with the Marvel heroes where you play as the Marvel superheroes. <laughs> I mean, that, that's kind of it's a much easier way to say that. But, um, yeah, you know, it is uh, it is an action RPG at heart. So the gameplay is very much like Diablo. We have random levels and random items and uh you know, a big selection of powers and you, you in, increase those powers as you level up and lots of different rarities of items to find and many different builds you can make with the heroes and, and stuff like that. And so, and each superhero is basically its own character class, uh, and it'll have very different gameplay from other heroes that are, that are available. And right now we have 47 or 48, uh, different heroes that you can play of wow. uh, play play with and that's uh, you know that's uh, so that, and we come out with a new one every month and so <laughs> it uh you know having a new character class is is something and, and they're quite diverse like i said and uh so that that's kind of the game in a nutshell it is also it, it is a free to play game and you can play the entire thing for free you never have to pay us any money most most people don't uh and that's fine the um uh, you know, you can earn everything through gameplay. You, we give you, as you play the game, you earn a currency that you can purchase new heroes with and things like that and unlock, uh, you know, uh, other, all the content is open to everybody. Uh, and yeah. the only thing that you could buy, you can buy heroes, you can buy costumes, you can buy some boosts and stuff, but, uh, you can earn boosts, you can in, earn heroes, you can, uh, also get costumes or whatever, you can find them as well as there's, uh, you know, a way to, to, to craft them in the game. So there's, um, everything is available as it's a true free to play kind of experience. There's no, uh, you know, pay to win or anything like that. So, uh, it is a free to play game. It is, uh, you know, Diablo-like in its structure, and you play as the Marvel superheroes. And the last part of it is that it is an MMO, uh, yeah. and what that, and that is that you know there's different sections of the of the of the world, but you know they, they, we've got hubs where there's 20 or 30 people kind of roaming around the same areas as you. Uh, we've got uh, public areas where you're fighting with other people who aren't necessarily grouped up with you; they're just kind of running around doing their own thing. And, uh, and then we also have private instances for you and or your party. Um, and so, uh, it is a true MMO that everybody's online in the same world at the same time, thousands of people playing together kind of thing. Excellent. That's, uh, yeah, that, that explains it pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, you launched it originally in, in uh, 2013, and then you've, you've kind of relaunched it as, as Marvel Heroes, uh, 2015 this year as well. Um, what's the, what's the sort of major changes between the the kind of original version and this version? Oh, uh, wow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, as can be seen by uh, you know our Metacritic score yeah. went from a fifty-eight to an eighty-one. So that was <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it, it's a much, much better game than it was. Uh, we fixed a lot of problems. It was very thin when it launched. Uh, yeah. You know, we had to launch when we did for a variety of reasons. You know, it's a typical tale. But we, uh, uh, you know, really buckled down and tried to make the game much better and and uh, and fixed a lot of things with the game. Uh, but really, there was a lot of end game content that we added to it. Uh, we put in different story modes. We put in, um, uh, you know, different difficulty levels. We added new content. We added raiding. We added PvP. We added, uh, you know, these endless patrol zones and wave battles and like all sorts of stuff, uh, to the game, including we, you know, originally the way that you got heroes was that you, you got lucky. They dropped in the right. game. And, uh, and we changed that to, you know, this, the attorney splinter system, which is a currency that drops frequently that you collect to, uh, to purchase the heroes yeah. that you want, uh, which is a much better system. So, yeah. uh, lots and lots and lots have changed since the initial launch. Uh, it is a very, very different game than it was. Yeah. Was I mean, I, I, um, I, I've obviously, be, you know, knowing I was coming on to talk to you, I ha- had a bit of a uh, play around with it um, I, again. I, I actually went on and sort of went to sign up for an account and then realized I must have played it at, at, at some point a few years ago because my email address was still registered in there. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so I, and and um, I, I have a vague recollection of going on and playing playing it sort of briefly and, and then thinking, yeah, no, I'm not sure about this. I went back and played it. Played it now. It's it's really good fun. <laughs> so I, you know, it, it's um, yeah. I you know, I, I think as you say, it sounds like a completely different ga- a game. I, it's certainly not a game I remember ever looking at before. So so uh, right. yeah. I mean, it, it seems like a completely different game from the one that that was out there you know a couple of years ago, uh, which is fantastic. You want to, one of the decisions uh, you have made with this is, is you've actually got people playing the heroes rather than creating their own heroes because a lot right. of uh, you know uh, games like uh, uh, you know the the DC game uh, and right. uh, champions so heroes and yeah. champions and things like that yeah yeah um, where the, where people are creating their own heroes what was behind the decision for you to actually play. A, you know, one of the established heroes rather than creating their own character? Uh, you know, I think that it, uh, it it was something that I wanted to do all along because it's, you know, it is the IP in a lot of ways uh, yeah. for, for me. And it's a much more relatable experience for the for a lot of people. You know, I don't want to, um, you know, create. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My own superhero, uh, mainly because I think you end up getting in a situation where there's a few different types of people that kind of that that do that. One is that the person that likes to go in and look at all the options and kind of create their look or whatever. And that's good fun, but that's been done. And you can go do games that that you create your own dream superhero. Yeah. Uh, Secondly, you get the people, which is a vast majority of the people who don't really care. And you end up getting, you know. 
Captain Firepants, you know, yeah. uh, running your game. And it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's silly and it's, you know, it, it, I think it devalues the game. And, uh, and so, you know, and then the third people that are very serious have a concept or whatever and, um, and, uh, you know, role play it and are really into that particular hero that they're going to create and they become that superhero yeah. and they're really, they want to integrate themselves in the world. That audience, I believe, is extremely small. <laughs> uh, and, it, and not that there's anything wrong with that audience, but I just don't th think that it's, uh, you know, that, that most people want to do that. And so, uh, uh, you know, my decision was, hey, let's, let's build the thing that's valuable here in the Marvel IP are the actual characters. They're characters that we can include in story and we can, we can act with. And I'm familiar with their powers and I know how they're supposed to behave and they can say things that, that I believe and I understand and I can relate to. Whereas like you can't do that and you can't have as intriguing of a story or anything like that when you don't know anything about the history of the character and, yeah. and whatnot. So uh, it was, it was, I, I think it's just, it's the IP that really lends itself well to it. And it's really, uh, um, you know, important to, uh, to be able to relate to the characters and make it a more meaningful experience. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it, it makes sense. Um, I, I mean, I, I've, I've played MMOs probably, I think about 2004 was probably the first MMO I, I, it must have been earlier than that. Uh, but it was, um, first MMO I picked up was, um, Star Wars Galaxies. Right. Um, and, and that, that sort of kind of proves your point slightly because it, one of the fundamental errors they made with that was setting it in a time period that had no Jedi in it. Uh, right. And of course, everybody wants to play Jedi. <laughs> so, right. so, so, you know, as, as in the same way that, you, you know, people want to play the heroes that they know, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was I was playing around with it uh, uh, during uh, lunch today and uh, and was having great fun playing around with Captain America. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would much rather have play as Captain America instead of Captain America. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and you will get a million people doing that. If yeah, you think the Hulk instead of the Hulk or whatever, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're going to get that right. And that, that's, that was not that appealing to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that in, in terms of the, um, uh, the, the look of it as well. It, it's got the same sort of Diablo-esque, um, top down perspective to it as well. Right. Right. Was what? What was the the thought behind doing that rather than say doing more of first person or a you know a third person view to it? Uh, you know, I think that action RPGs in general and that viewpoint uh, still is uh, pretty simple to get, and there are things that you can do with that perspective that you can't really do from the from kind of the third person over the shoulder game. It, I think it also, it separates it in a lot of ways. Like the second that you yeah. go behind, behind the character, third person, you say it's an MMO and all of a sudden you're compared to wow. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and so I didn't want to go down that road, right? Because we weren't going to make wow. We didn't have the time or the budget. That game took seven years for us to make, you know, I'm not going to go down that road. Uh, and, and so, we had to differentiate ourselves in many ways. And I think that people have a lot of fun playing the game with this perspective. You can have a lot more enemies on screen. They can be coming from all sorts of different directions. You can have large visual effects and explosions, yeah. all sorts of stuff all over the screen. So I think it creates a more dynamic environment uh, that e even though it isn't you're controlling the character, it's kind of almost a, a third person passiveness to it. Uh, that uh to, to your interaction i think that also it allows a more kind of 
flow to the to the action that uh, that exists and allows you know gives it a more um, you know robust feel to the action. Yeah, yeah. You've um, you've got quite a lot of voice talent involved in, in this as well. Uh, I mean, some of it's sort of text driven, but but you have got quite a lot of the voice talent over. And I mean the. The voice actors is kind of a who's who of of, of the cartoon and, uh, and and voice acting world. Um, yeah, yeah. Lo- looking, I mean, I was I was looking through the the, the list. It's a huge list of, of people, and you know, uh, David Hayter and and uh, Wally Colgren, who is both of the uh, Jedi's in um, uh, Star Wars: Old Republic. Right. Um, Tara Strong, who's, who's uh, yeah, Harley. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just lots, lots of great, lots of talent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a pretty robust list. It's been really fun working with all those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you've got Greg Clark in there as well. I noticed as, uh, sorry, uh, yes, Greg in there as, uh, as Phil Coulson, which uh, I don't think he'd give that role up to anybody else in any form. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it didn't make any sense to give it to somebody else. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and um, Vic Mignogna as well, who uh, who plays right. Kirk in Star Trek Continues. I actually saw him at Comic Con uh, last year. He's got a very lovely singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was very entertaining. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming uh, with you um, going uh, going after the uh, Marvel IP in the first place, you are a comic book fan. Oh yeah, yeah. So we were, were you mainly a Marvel fan um, before, you know, from a child or? Yeah. I mean, I've been reading Marvel comics for a long time, and uh, ever since I was, you know, a kid and was introduced to them, we'll just say we'll we'll just kind of give it a long oh, time ago. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> myself here, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. You can kind of imagine if I've been in the video game business since the very early '90s that <laughs> that you know when the comics era that I was involved in. Uh, Anyway, uh, and then, um, you know, I loved Marvel Comics for a very long time. I love comics in general. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Marvel has been my favorite. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I read other things, but uh, but I continue to read comics today. You know, I am just got finished reading uh, the... Uh, the new Hawkeye stuff for Marvel now. And I've gotten, uh, you know, it's Hawkeye, I guess is what a better description of it is. And then, uh, you know, I'm reading secret wars now and stuff. So it, 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 I keep up to date and, uh, and do, I mean, it helps now that, you know, it's part of my job to know, know all of this stuff, but I would have been doing it anyway. Just, uh, just something that uh, I enjoy. Yeah. You've, you've got, um, Brian Michael Bendis writing a lot of the, uh, the story for this. He's, um, uh, you know, done a lot of the, these sort of big set piece things for Marvel, like House of M and Secret Invasion, Siege, Age of Ultron, that sort of stuff. How, how did he get involved? He was, before we had the contract, there were a couple other attempts at making a Marvel MMO. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that didn't work out. They never came to fruition. But the uh, but uh, he was working on one of those iterations. Right. Okay. And, uh, and he had a really good time doing it. And so when uh, I really want to come work on this, right, yeah. you know, he reached out to us saying, hey, I really enjoyed doing it last time. And I, you know, I was sad that it didn't work out and I would really like to participate. 
Uh, and they, he told Marvel this, and then our Marvel rep told us, hey, Brian Michael Bendis is interested in <laughs> the story. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. So, the, uh, uh, you know, we were very excited and, and to, to work with him, and it worked out great. He did a, a superb job on the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I'm I'm gonna go back and and start playing through it a bit more now because now now I've 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 got back into it. I'm I'm quite interested in going through and finding the story now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, also, obviously, there's a lot of Marvel properties around now. Um, mm-hmm. You you alter the game to keep up with with the uh, the the Marvel things. I noticed the the load screen when you load is that now is that the the shot from the trailer of of them kind of jumping across the screen. Right, right. Yeah, all the Avengers kind of jumping across the screen. Yeah, yeah that's that that is the the latest one. Yeah. Um so are you, you are you altering it every time a new Marvel um property comes out? Yeah, we alter that uh, not just that but we also, you know, put in all sorts of stuff. And we've tied it into the comics. We've tied it into uh, the movies. We've tied it into all sorts of stuff. Like we have a Axis. Uh, I don't remember if you remember the comics Axis yeah. uh, stuff. Uh, we've got an Axis story that, about Red Skull, and then he becomes a raid boss with Red Onslaught, and you know the Sentinels are there and stuffing her in Genosha, and the uh, um, and then we have uh, uh, we have. Uh, movie stuff, you know, we, we have an Ultron mode, uh, in the game that we, that launched during, you know, the same time, uh, uh, the movie came out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you battle against Ultron who's attacking New York and you, uh, even though, you know, Ultron wasn't New York based this time, but the, uh, uh, you know, he's fighting, you fight him in New York at the, uh, and, and fight the bosses. They send us the actual, uh, visual effects models for oh, cool. uh, Iron Man and things like that. And we put them in the game. So, you know, the Hulkbuster Iron Man and, uh, you know, all of the suits and stuff from the movie are all you can play as Scarlet Witch from the movie and things like that. So we have a whole <laughs> bunch of skins that uh, that kind of tie into it. So we tie into comic book events. We tie into movies. We tie into all sorts of things. So it's not just the load screen. There's quite a bit of, of collaboration, new modes, all sorts of stuff that, that kind of tie into the game. Excellent. There's, yeah, I mean that that's um, that's got to be a heck of a job. Just, I mean, how, how yeah. many how many guys have you got working there now? Uh, we're right around a hundred people or so wow. uh, that uh, that that work on the game. Uh, and you know, a variety of that. Some some of it, it that's QA and marketing and things like that. But yeah. uh, you know, actual developers, it's maybe like sixty five to seventy or so. Wow. That's 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 a fairly sizable workforce for <laughs> for, for one game. <laughs> Yeah, we're very serious about making uh, you know great games. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, your um, as you said, your your backgrounds from from sort of um, you know Blizzard and, and the Diablo games. Um, yeah, I mean, one thing I I didn't really play Diablo all that much. I have some friends that were completely obsessed with it, and and uh, Chris, who um, is my co-host on the podcast, is was was completely obsessed with Diablo and bought like books and T-shirts and you know everything. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I mean, one, one of the things I do remember about it is it having this incredibly harsh sort of game environment where where if you did, certainly in, uh, it was in the first game when when you died, people could just nick everything. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. Games have changed a lot since then. <laughs> Weirdly, that's that's something that's, that that seems to have kind of made a bit of a, tried to make a bit of a reemergence with particularly with a lot of the zombie games and stuff. That 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 um that thing seems to have cropped back up slightly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So. I think that 
there is still some appeal to a core set of gamers that uh, that are you know into that extremely difficult experience, right? And uh, yeah. I just don't know how much of a mass market things are like that anymore. Uh, games change so much now that uh, you know the. Uh, they're still challenging games, but, you know, it used to be in first person shooters that, uh, you know, you'd have health packs and you'd die and you'd have to restart and things like that. But now you just, you know, take a knee and you feel better and things, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's it, it, things have just changed and progressed to a point where it's, uh, you know, things are just more convenient than they than they used to be. And, you know unnecessarily harsh penalties and losing your items and things like that are reasons that people rage quit and, and that <laughs> just not, you know, most uh, people, especially in a free to play game, you don't want all that negativity associated with the experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. You want it to be fun for people. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you're also, as you said, it's free to play. There is a microtransaction kind of, kind of model, the, the sort of stuff they're buying are, are skins and, and that sort of thing. So, um, right. But it's all in a bullying game as well. Yes, correct. Yeah, that's right. The, uh, we have basically it comes down into three categories of stuff. Uh, you can buy heroes, uh, you can buy, uh, I guess team ups are sort of like heroes as well. So th- th- anyway, you can buy those things, but again, you can earn them by through, through gameplay. Uh, and, uh, costumes, you know, skins, they're, they're complete, you know, looks of the character. It, it isn't, uh, there isn't, you know, kind of a World of Warcraft uh, styled, you know, component system yeah. or something. Yeah. Like we would have, you know, black suit Spidey on the head and then, you know, future foundation <laughs> on the chest and things yeah. like that. Uh, anyway, the uh, um, so they're, you know, complete skins and then we have uh, hundreds of them in the in this in in the game uh, at this point. Many, many different looks for the different characters. And then, uh, then we have boosts, which are, you know, increase your odds on the slot machine, uh, where, yeah. you know, you, it's like, oh, I, I get a better chance of finding rare items and things like that, uh, as well as maybe some, uh, XP boosts or, or stuff like that, uh, to, to further advance you. Um, so those are basically the, uh, the, the three categories of, of things that there are to buy. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's nice that, that, cause a lot, a lot of times you get microtransaction games which are, where, where, um, you, you can't get the stuff any other way. You know, there right. are unique things that you can only, only get that way, which is, and it's nice that you have an in-game color so that you can, you can buy, um, you know, you can buy stuff in-game, um, I, you know, I, I quite like that, that appeals to me cause it's, it's, uh, it, it removes a barrier for for certain players. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we didn't want to go down that route. The route of, you know, we wanted it to be that kind of true, pure, free to play model. There are so many of them out there that are kind of malicious, and uh, yeah, it's not my style. I feel very, very much like if I'm generous with the community, then the community be generous back, and that's kind of been my philosophy all along. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The the gaming environment in general has has sort of um, changed over the last few years in particular because you're getting a lot more mobile gaming. You're getting um, you're getting a lot of little independent games popping back up and becoming huge successes as well. I mean, um, I, have you have you looked at, at moving um, something like Marvel or some of the games onto onto sort of mobile? devices as well yeah I, I think that uh you know m- mobile is it's definitely a blossoming industry for sure and uh but it, you know it's 
ultra competitive. There are several hundred mobile yeah. games a day. And uh, so, uh, it, you know, that said, we do have advantages like, it, you know, Marvel and things like that would really be wonderful uh, legs up. Uh, but, you know, our, our focus is still just on on um, on making Marvel Heroes the best game it can be and, uh, you know, trying to go more global with it uh, and go into Asia and other territories uh, to kind of give it a more robust uh, worldwide experience. Uh, and that's that's been our focus uh, for now. But uh, in the future, maybe we will do some mobile stuff. But uh, for the most part, we uh, we are focused on being a great PC developer. Cool. Um a couple of, a couple of final questions. Um, we we cover um, a, a lot of a lot of TV shows on on the website as well as as gaming and various other kind of geek things. Um, so there's there's two final questions. Uh, first of all, what's your favorite Marvel character? Oh man, oh, do you mean in in general or in, do you mean uh, you know in the game? Um, in in general. Seeing as you're a, a, a comic book fan, you know, yeah, that's I don't know. That's like trying to name your favorite book or something. <laughs> like that. These are all so hard, uh, you know. And it's what, what kind of mood am I in? Uh, you know, I, I tend to I, I like Hulk a lot. I uh, like Captain America a lot. Um, and uh, I don't know. And now I now I'm, <laughs> now it's all popping into my head. It's like, well, what about uh, you know? Cable Deadpool, and what about uh, X-23, and what about, you know, it's like, and so, you know, in the Rocket Raccoon, and the Guardians series, and, you know, okay, uh, and now I don't know how to choose, so that... <laughs> do you, do you get... We'll go with Hulk, because that was the first one I said. <laughs> do you, do you get a chance to, to play any other games uh, other than yours, to maybe just to see whatever else is out there, is there anything else you're playing at the moment? Yeah, I do, I, I play quite a bit of other things. Uh, I, you know, I love games in general, so I, I try all sorts of stuff. Uh, I played uh, Bloodborne on the on the console. I played uh, I played uh, recently this Telltale. What's the zombie one? Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah. I played um, uh, on PC. I tried that Cities uh, Skylines. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I've been, oh, I was playing, uh, my friend's game, Rebel Galaxy. Uh, that's, uh, when I started Blizzard North with two other people, uh, Max and Eric Schaefer, their names. And Eric has, uh, he's got a new game coming out called Rebel Galaxy. It's a space shooter kind of game. Oh, cool. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be on everything. It's gonna be on PC and console and stuff. So, uh, anyway, I was playing that and giving them feedback and stuff on that. Uh, and that, that was good fun. So, uh, that's, those are the things that come to mind that I play at least. Oh, on my phone, I'm still, uh, I've been playing, um, uh, Summoner Wars or Summoner's War. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, I, if you if you like the um, the Walking Dead one, you should try the Game of Thrones um, Telltale one. That's fantastic. I will. That's de- definitely a recommendation. Um, speaking of, of sort of uh, things that uh, comics and TV shows and stuff, as I say, we we cover a lot of TV shows, so we always ask, ask this: Are there any shows that you're watching at the moment um, that you really love, uh, or or have you got a favorite TV show? Uh, wow, I'm I'm really one of the worst people ever to ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> ATV. The uh, I did watch the the Netflix Daredevil thing recently, and I loved that. That was brilliant. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, uh, I also 
I uh, just finished one of the latest seasons on Netflix of, of Archer, uh, which I, <laughs> yeah. you know, a disgusting and, and brilliant show. And, uh, and, um, I think those are the two things I've watched most recently. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, I'm, I'm sure, uh, Clark Grant's going to be very upset you didn't say Agents of Shield. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, no, I, 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 the new season for Agents of Shield comes on Netflix. I don't have cable television. Ah. So I don't, I don't, I, I, I watch seasons at a time. The, the second season of Agents of Shield comes out, I think, next month or, or in June on Netflix, I think. Ah, cool. uh, and so I'm waiting for that. Uh, and then, um, I thought of one other that now I blanked on again. Oh, I would just watch Game of Thrones, the the latest season of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, so uh, we've been on for half an hour, so I should sure you're very busy and need to get back to work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, thanks for coming on and uh, and talking to me. Uh, I, it's been uh, very very nice to to uh, to chat with somebody who's a, a um, huge comic book fan and a game fan. So. Um, so I'm, and I, I'm gonna go and, uh, and play around in your game a bit more now. <laughs> All right, sounds great. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. No problem. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview. Um, hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we, we've got more interviews coming next week. Uh, we've got interviews coming out of my ears at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> you, you popular thing. <laughs> I know. I know. No we're need very, to brag. <laughs> we're very popular at the moment. We've, we've got tons of interviews coming up. Um, so let's go on and have a look at a few air dates. First up is, is a show which, um, is just a genius title for me. Uh, coming the 18th of June on nine o'clock on Dave. Um, Hoff the record. It's David Hasselhoff playing a spoof version of himself in the new mockumentary. Amazing. <laughs> He's been doing a lot of this sort of stuff recently. I don't know if you caught Kung Fury. <laughs> no. It's um it's a thirty minute um film um on YouTube, so you can just watch it whenever you want. Um, okay. called Kung Fury. And it's a spoof of a um eighties Kung Fu movie. It's incredibly cheesy, incredibly off the wall. But um, David Hasselhoff did a song for it, um, for the soundtrack, <laughs> and he's also um, he also makes a cameo towards the end where he's the main character is driving a, a night rider like car, right? And David Hasselhoff, pixelated version of David Hasselhoff's face is talking to him. <laughs> um, it's brilliant. <laughs> so I'm glad that he's um, doing a lot more stuff. Um, it's always interesting to see him doing things. I think he's a very very funny man. Yes, he is a very funny man. And but Hoff the record. What a what a great title. It's perfect. It is. It is perfect. <laughs> and it's on Dave, which is the perfect channel for it to be on. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. At 18th of June at 9 p.m. Um, the Interceptor, which is a uh, new drama on BBC One, that's coming the 10th of June at 9 p.m. Um, it's about um, Britain's most wanted criminals being hunted down by a new policing agency. Um, don't Ooh. know much more about it than that, but it's uh, crime, sorry, crime dramery thing. That's <laughs> uh, I bet it's going to have a grey filter on it. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> well, it's not money. Money has blue filters. Crime has grey filters. Yeah. <laughs> if it's sunny, it has a yellow filter. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, they've got that coming up. Um, birthday, which you may have seen uh, trailed a bit on Sky. That's coming on Sky Arts on the 9th of June. Uh, that stars Stephen Mangan as a pregnant man. Um, oh, I saw a lot of this actually. Um, I really like um, him. So yeah, yeah. I, w- I remember seeing the press pictures. Yeah, 
there's, a, there's a great one of him doing the Demi Moore pose. I, yeah. I, there's a shot of him come out of that today. I think it's fantastic. It's a, it's a one-off thing based on a play, uh, the usual sort of stuff that you got in Scarts. Scarts has got some brilliant kind of off-the-wall drama. Um, it, it's not a channel that I, I kind of think of going to first, but it's got some brilliant stuff on it. It's had some great things. Yeah, so, I really like it as a channel. So, uh, so yeah, that's Stephen Mangum from from who's also in episodes at the moment, which is equally brilliant. Uh, and just was spectacular in Green Wing. Yes, he yeah. completely stole the show for me. Yeah, no, he, he, fabulous guy, great, um, just some great, great shows he's been in. Um, Bojack Horseman season two. Oh! <laughs> He's coming to Netflix on the 17th of July. Uh, so that's um, Will Arnett back in a sitcom where humans and animals live side by side. Uh, so that's coming back up. I'm very excited about this. Uh, you yes. can't not love an alcoholic cartoon horse that was famous <laughs> in the 90s. Like, you, you can't. It's incredible. <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. I, I do love that. Um, so yes, I, I'm. I, I haven't seen any of them yet, but that sounds fantastic. I'm going to have to go and watch that. Stick with it. <laughs> yeah. um, first series is amazing. Um, first few episodes, it seems like you're just your average sitcom. Yeah. And then halfway through, you think actually this is getting really good. And then towards the end of the, ep- of the towards the end of the series, you just think. Wow, this is this is art. <laughs> cool. It's very, very good and very funny. Yes, uh, that that sounds excellent. And if it's got Will on it in it, it's got to be worth watching because he's brilliant. Well, exactly. Um, so we've got NCIS New Orleans uh, season one part two. Channel Five have said it's coming back in the autumn. I know some people are asking about that, so uh, that's just that. Um, then there's a new show called Jekyll and Hyde, uh, based on, on the, um, books. Um, it's, uh, I put this in cause it's, it's announced for, I think it's ITV one. Um, but it's written by Charlie Higson, um, off, off of the fast show and having written young bond and various other things. Uh, and it stars Tom Bateman, who's in Da Vinci's demons as Robert Jekyll, grandson of the sort of well-known Dr. Jekyll, and he's on a quest to discover his real identity, uh, his true family history, and the nature of the curse that turns him into Mr. Hyde. Uh, and it's set in London in the 1930s. Um, sounds like kind of an interesting idea, and it's a bit kind of off the wall for ITV, I thought. So Yeah, I like the sound of that. Yeah, so, so it could be one for, uh, worth watching out for. We'll see what happens when trailers come out and stuff. And uh, hot off the presses, because I, I just heard from, from them today... Um, Supernatural, which I know a lot of people have been asking about, uh, whether have, have E4 got season 10, is it coming back? Um, I heard from Channel 4 today, they have said that they uh, are planning on bringing season 10 to E4 later this year, but they haven't given an exact day yet, but if they're saying, or you know, time or anything, but they're saying later this year, so I would imagine that's going to be sort of autumn, wintry season. I imagine they'll run it in the autumn yeah um, so we'll, oh, we'll so be exciting yeah which is fantastic uh so we'll be a year behind the u.s but um at least it's airing somewhere so <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah uh, that's that's all i care about i'm quite happy to wait until the autumn for it to go so uh so yeah those are all the air date updates uh just a quick look at uh, what's on tv next week uh so we've got um strike back 
returns for its final season, Strike Back Legacy. Um, basically, it's um, Sullivan Stapleton uh, and his pal blowing stuff up, <laughs> pretty much. Um, it's, it's It was supposed to air earlier, but was delayed a bit after um, Sullivan Stapleton fell out of a tuk-tuk in Thailand. I'm sure there was no alcohol involved whatsoever. <laughs> um so yeah, it's uh, it, that that's coming back, and that's on the third of June. So that's tomorrow, actually. That's back on air, uh, and that's on Sky One. Uh, Doll and M, which has the brilliantly wonderful Ellen, um, Emily Mortimer and Dolly Wells, her, who are our mates in real life, uh, and uh, they write and star in this sort of semi-autobiographical, in, improvised <laughs> comedy. Um, that's coming for a second season. Uh, it's moved from Sky Living to Sky Atlantic, though, so sorry, Virgin people. Um, <laughs> that's on the uh, 3rd of June as well. That's at 10 past 10. That was very good. I remember the first series. Yeah, it, it, it looked absolutely brilliant. So, uh, And I love Ellen, Emily Mortimer. She was wonderful in the newsroom. Um, which is just a brilliant show. And what you saw, did you see any of the news? Yet? No, I didn't see. And I really ah, like Emily Mortimer as well. Yeah, that's it's an Aaron Sorkin show. Um, it's only got like twenty something odd episodes in uh, in total. So it, that's well worth going to find if you yeah, can find just that binge watching. and just go and binge watch the newsroom because it's it's just brilliant it's it's basically the west wing set in a newsroom sounds <laughs> yeah, brilliant you know, <laughs> i mean that's that's kind of you know i mean you know that that's it's aaron sorkin doing what aaron sorkin does absolutely brilliantly so yeah. you know um we've got banshee coming back this week that's on the 4th of june that's again on sky atlantic uh, at nine o'clock, uh, Sensate, which is a new sci-fi show from the Wyszkowskis, the guys behind Matrix and V for Vendetta, and uh, Michael J. Strasnick, who is the guy responsible for Babylon 5. Uh, that's coming to Netflix on the 5th of June, and it's about eight people around the globe who find themselves telepathically connected. Um, could be uh, worth watching. Uh, Motive Season 3 comes to Universal Channel at uh, 9pm on the 8th of June um, that's the Canadian Detective Series Birthdays were mentioned earlier that's on 9th of June at 9pm um, with Stephen Mangan it's a pregnant guy and finally Hannibal Season 3 starts on the 10th of June uh, at 10pm um, that's uh, Hannibal back and on the run uh, this season with um Scully from <laughs> from X Files. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that and it's also got oh yes, that's the other thing. It's got red, um, it's got red dragon in it. It's it's based around the red dragon, and that's being played by uh, uh, um, the guy that played what's the guy's name? It was in the Hobbit. Um, played the head dwarf in the Hobbit. Um, oh, I know who you mean. Yes, him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say Aiden Turner, but that's not. He's not Aiden Turner. He was the other dwarf. Uh, um, yeah. uh, um, 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 Richard, Richard, Richard Armitage. That's it. Yes, there we go. it's got. Um, yeah, it's got Richard Armitage in it. I'm, I'm ill. I'm allowed to not remember that's stuff. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's got Richard, Richard Armitage um, playing um, the Tooth Fairy in it as well. Apparently, uh, oh, so that that should be a really good show to go and watch. Uh, and that's it for this week. Um, 
all there is left to say is if you want to get in touch um, you can reach us at podcast at geektown.co.uk if you want to see more air dates and other geeky stuff you can find us at the website at geektown.co.uk if you want to send us a message we're at geektown on twitter and we're on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown and as I mentioned earlier if you're on iTunes please go on and um, write us a little review or at least just rate us uh, because it helps us get found in search Uh, that's everything we'll be back next week Uh, speak to you soon Bye. hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 